Let's Cover That podcast is brought to you by CMNF Group, professional liability services for over 200 healthcare professions. Visit our website at cmfgroup.com slash podcast for more info. Hey, everybody. Will Sullivan here with another episode of Let's Cover That with my co-host, Antonina Agruza. And today we have with us Daniel Hirsch, the CEO of Risk and Compliance Analytics, as well as a doctor of physical therapy. Daniel, thank you so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Of course. So Daniel, tell us a little bit about your background in healthcare and what's led you to start Risk and Compliance Analytics. Sure. So you may not know, but actually I did not start out in healthcare. Um, I started out in the property and casualty world, um, working with underwriters and ensuring uh, business liability and writing risk management plans. So before taking the plunge back into PT school, um, the focus was really just understanding business. And as a therapist, I worked in a lot of different settings, acute care, subacute, outpatient, and outpatient definitely spoke to me. And I've been for over maybe nine, 10 years now, just outpatient, private practice, and really enjoying the the wealth of information and knowledge and, and really um, the forward thinking in terms of how, you know, how providers have to really interact with patients in a, in a really unknown setting, especially with direct access. So there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of skill set that I feel like is, is not necessarily appreciated, but is a fantastic place to be, um, especially as a new grad or even as a seasoned grad, there's, there's a lot of opportunity in outpatient. So Dan, get us into, you know, where, where you are right now with, you know, risk and compliance analytics and, you know, what, what do you, uh, you know, how, how'd you come up with that in, in your genesis, clearly in the insurance realm and, you know, where, where are you now with it? Yeah, sure. So it kind of just, um, like a lot in life, it kind of just happened. So there was just a lot of things that took place that led me to this, to this final, uh, this, this great opportunity, this chapter that we opened up. Um, and it was really because of a need. And I remember owning my practice thinking like, why do I have to recreate this? Why aren't there resources out there that could just help me. You know, I could figure it out on my own, but I don't have 10 hours to burn to figure out how to write this policy or create a waiver or, you know, have a consent form or structure a wellness program. Someone should already be able to do this. And I realized after working in compliance as a compliance officer for a large corporate um, outpatient practices that there's a lot of resources on one end of the spectrum. And then for mom and pops and, and other private owners, they really don't have that resource. They have liability coverage because they're required to have it. But then when it comes to actually telling someone, well, you know what? I actually need to know how to do something and I need the content to be able to do that. So we solved for that and simply said, listen, when you need compliance for outpatient private practice, everything that you need, we have for you. We're not going to pretend to tell you like, you know what? You need stuff. Good luck finding it or good luck creating it. We actually give you what you need. Um, and that is, I think, very unique in this space where other people will just kind of talk about it. And we actually say, yes, we'll give you the education, but it, by the way, you're also going to need that waiver here. You need that file. You need that form. You need that information. And we'll become that resource of library for them. Are there any success stories or stats that you can share regarding how compliance analytics are helping the businesses that you work with or help them, you know, to strategize or run their clinic? You know, that's a great question. Um, I've heard many times with legal and compliance that very hard to show a return on investment in terms of, well, we just saved you $3 million because you didn't have a claim, right? So it's, it's a great question. Um, I could tell you that when you exchange time and people say, well, you know what? 
you just saved me five hours of my day, or you just saved me. So I could tell you that time and time again, practice owners and, and really just even your average therapist are saying, hey, by the way, you just saved me my lunch break. I don't ever have to do quality assurance, peer-to-peer -peer reviews anymore because you just gave me exactly what I need. Or um, it's really about bringing together a wealth of information and that owners really appreciate that, that they don't have to waste time focusing on something that, to be honest, compliance is not the most <laughs> exciting topic. Um, so we really try to simplify it and say, listen, you're going to sleep well at night because you have everything that you need and now you don't have to worry about it. So kind of tra transitioning, extending into that question. So what, what do you see as like the top five compliance areas, Daniel, that people just don't even think of they're, they're spending this lunch hour, these five hours kind of trying to figure it, to figure it out, cobble together, and you're able to capitalize and deploy with them, you know, really right away. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, first off, you have to start and understand that in your practice, you need references. So you can't just say, you know, you have a nice idea. You have to say, well, this is why I'm doing something. And having those reference materials is something that is often overlooked or you find on the market that it's just not fresh. It's not up to date. So we have the most up to date, 2023, the best content out there available for outpatient private practices. So, um, Again, it's priced specifically to say, listen, there's not going to be any cost barrier. There's not going to be any restriction to say, listen, it's just too expensive. I don't want to deal with compliance. Um, also, I think when it comes to just general resources, there's a lot of resources. There's a great resource, obviously, the APTA uh, in private practice. But when it comes to saying, like, listen, Will, you'd appreciate, I need posters for my office. Where do I get these posters? Or I need a compliance hotline. Where do I get this? I don't want to have to shop it myself. Just go to our resource page and just click on what you need. Um, also, in terms of, I think, state-specific, I would say number three is state-specific information is very challenging because most people are not lawyers. They're not attorneys. They're not going to go read reading statutes and, and um, really how laws apply to them. So we break it down by state. So it doesn't matter if you're in Alabama or New York. So we have state-specific content, which is really valuable. Um, also, when it comes to, I think... Uh, I guess, return on investment, a lot of times there's just, well, I don't know if I'm wasting my time or if I'm wasting my energy focusing on compliance because maybe it's not it's not, not going to gener generate revenue for me, right? So what we do is we really focus on, this is information that you need to know. It touches on billing, it touches on coding, everything in the clinic. So you have that content available to rely on instead of saying, you know what, my new grad is challenging me and saying, maybe I can't do that ethically. And the answer is, Here's exactly what you can do um, based on your state practice act. Uh, and then finally, I think one of the most challenging areas that, that people kind of overestimate or underestimate is, you know, they may want to do things that they're not allowed to do. And you probably hear this a lot. So they want to create fantastic programs, wellness programs, Pilates, other alternative programs that they're not even sure, well, is my license going to protect me? Is my insurance policy going to protect me? And the simple answer is, let's review it. Maybe you need an endorsement. Maybe you need a specific content waiver that, you know, is unique to your practice that would really um, help protect your practice in the long run. Daniel, are there three compliance tips that you live by specifically for your practice? At least three. Yeah, there's definitely three. I would say you have to be ethical. So when it comes to doing the right thing, I can't tell you, someone else can't tell you what the right thing to do is. You have to understand 
what standards apply to you. And really, you know what, as, as a licensed therapist, I could tell you, I don't have to be a member of the APTA, but those standards of ethical conduct, they still apply to me. So doing the right thing is very important. Um, also, I guess, in terms of understanding, well, where do I want to go and how do I scale? So a lot of times people are still stuck on doing the same thing that they've been doing for the last 15 years and they're trying to still get ahead. And in today's environment, you just can't do that. You need technology, you need to really streamline things and we give people the tools to actually do that. So for instance, if you need to audit your practice, how do you audit your documentation? You could do it the same way that you've been doing it 20 years or maybe you need to automate. Maybe you need to use technology to do that. So we we really believe in using technology to, to really maximize that benefit. And then also, I guess, really in terms of forward thinking, really understanding, well, where are we gonna be in 10 years? And understanding the practice and private practice, which is as a licensed therapist, I could tell you, I really value what the APT brings, but also um, understanding the challenges that we're dealing with, with payer contracts. And, and really um, it is unique to, depending on where you are in the country. And we specialize in understanding those unique uh, abilities within the state practice acts, the laws that apply to really the the individual region that people practice. So with your background and what you've deployed, Dan, like, what do you see for, for yourself, um, you know, future opportunities, partnerships that there's just got to be a ton of folks, whether it's in the coding atmosphere, um, some organizations that don't need just coding compliance and auditing capability that they're probably already assisting with, but kind of integrating it with the rest of the practice. Where do you see kind of partnerships from your end, kind of future milestones, things that excite you? You know, that's a great question. I think our, our differential component compared to the other 12 people that do what we do is really that we speak the language and we can really articulate how things are meaningful and where to really create that area of focus as opposed to saying, you know what, oh no, everything's on fire, right? In compliance, you're always putting out fires, but the, the trick is to really say, listen, that's not important. Here's where you need to focus because by the way, we know what's coming down the pike in about 18 months. So that's really, I think the competitive edge where we really, we really speak the language and can and have that ability to communicate really well with owners because that's where we come from. So Daniel, before we wrap up today's episode, are there any other thoughts or tips you'd like to share with clinic owners around the country? You know, I think because I've been in, in the shoes of saying, you know, sitting in the clinic, wondering like, where do I go? Where's the resource? Do I just keep Googling stuff? At the end of the day, it's the excuse of, well, I didn't know, or I couldn't afford it. The OIG, all the enforcement, they're very clear that you have to make a decision that is appropriate and that is reasonable for you and your practice. So understanding that you are different than the large corporate organizations out there that have teams and massive resources available to them, that there should be no barrier, in my opinion, going forward to be having great content and resources when it comes to compliance. There's just, there's no reason. In the past, there was, right? You just, you needed a whole team. You needed attorneys. You needed all these extra things to layer up and say, hey, by the way, I got your back. And now we've done that. We've created something that didn't exist before in this space and said, listen, private practice owners have enough to worry about. Why don't we take care of this for them? And that's what we've done. Yeah, I think, I, I think kind of closing up on that, Dan, is, is really critical from an ROI standpoint. 
you have difficulty generating enough revenue in general, and if the OIG comes in and you know you, you get some kind of penalization, you're, you're looking at revenue that you you made and lost in in you know your profit and loss statement a year ago, and now you're in a new year and you're getting hit on something. You find out that it stems cross cross annual years, and it just uh, becomes a really massive problem as you try to grow. Um, so. I, I think there's a lot to what you're offering. I think it's incredible that you're offering. So thank you so much. And um, yeah, any 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 final items before we let you go? Oh, I think you you summarized it really well. Yeah, we're we're happy to be able to offer this. It's been it's been a long time in the making, and it's just a really great opportunity for private practice owners to say, you know what? In the past, I've had to shell out an arm and a leg to get something, and now you could be really confident to say, I have exactly what I need for my practice. Instead of worrying about, is it really for me or is it not really created for, or is it, you know, is my OSHA manual st simply stating that I need, uh, you know, a hard hat and steel toe boots? It's not specific for you. You need something that is actually specific for you because, you know what, you're running a practice and it should be coming from someone that's also done that. Awesome. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. Well, Daniel, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you again. Thank you very much for having me. And that's another episode of Let's Cover That.